Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. Amen. Amen. Did we have a good Christmas? Are we looking forward to the new year? Who's looking forward to the new year? Just a few of you. I'm looking forward to the new year, that God will lead us, guide us, and bring us. Amen. Over the the last few weeks, we've been talking about, guess what, Christmas. Amen. We heard from Pastor Richard, um, Julian, the Richards, and they spoke on Bethlehem. Then we heard from Pastor Helena, who spoke on Nazareth, and then we heard from Rob, Pastor Rob, who spoke on, spoke on Samaria. Some people were listening. Amen. Now we know and we understand, we, we read from the book of Luke and talking about the passage of Jesus' birth, how he was born. We, if you remember last week or the week before, we saw some children being put to sleep by my voice nonetheless. Now, there was a certain, at the end of the passage there, something that struck me. I said, oh, I've heard this story so much, so many times, so many times. But at the bottom, I think it's verse 27 or so, it says, for, in, in some versions, it says, for the word of God will never fail. After all of that introduction, he said, the word of God will never fail. I went home that week, and that was, that was the memory verse for my house. The word of God will never fail. Amen. Amen. When we saw that passage, we saw Jesus described as a baby. Pastor Helena spoke and she, just, she let us understand from the word that Nazareth means a branch, a shoot. And from that branch, Jesus began to grow. Jesus was, of, was that branch that she spoke of, of from Nazareth. But In that time, he was no longer a baby anymore, but he began to grow. In fact, the word of God says in Luke chapter 2, verse 40, that he grew strong in spirit. He was filled with wisdom, with grace. And I think and I believe Pastor Helena spoke about Luke chapter 2, verse 52, that he grew in wisdom, grew in stature and in years. I'm speaking about the power of three. We looked at Bethlehem, we looked at Nazareth, we looked at Samaria. We understand from Scripture that Jesus not only grew, but he grew in strong in spirit. He grew filled with wisdom. He was filled with grace. He grew in wisdom, in stature, and and in years, and in favor with God and man. Amen. Now, the word wisdom in that Scripture comes from from a, a name that I like so much. I met someone out in Mexico called Sophia. It comprises all manner of wisdom. It comprises knowledge of human wisdom, divine wisdom, intelligence, skill, government, and even and the scriptures. The stature speaks about him growing in age, growing in life, growing in height, in favor of graciousness, acceptance, spiritual, and literal. But when Rob was speaking about Samaria, something struck me that I really didn't see, but for obvious reasons, I heard it then. When he started, he he read from the account where Jesus met the woman at the well, the Samarian. 
But it says there, prior to the mention of the well of Jacob, that where the place where Joseph, by the portion of land given to Joseph, so for obvious reasons, I said, hold hang on a minute, there's something there. Why would the scripture mention Joseph? You see, in our walk, names are very important. Names are extremely important. And the importance bears witness to the faith that you, that you attach to the name. Amen. The name Joseph means add. He will add. And I believe that the writer, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, put that there because an addition needed to be made to kingdom. When we read about the woman from Samaria, we know that she became one of the greatest evangelists of her time. And there was an addition to the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Names are important. That's why even though we call him Jesus, in other cultures he may be called Yeshua, in other cultures he may be called Issa, in other cultures he may be called Yesu. But we know him also as a shepherd. Amen. We also know him as a shepherd. In fact, Psalm 80 verse 1 speaks of him being the shepherd of Israel. You who lead Israel like a flock. Throughout scripture, from right from the Old Testament to the New, Jesus grew from a baby in wisdom, stature and favor. God wants to lead, to guide and to bring us. At the beginning of the year, I began to learn about the hand of God. Now, the hand of God does exactly that. He leads, he guides, and he brings. Amen? He does three things. He leads, and he guides, and he brings. If we look at the verse in Exodus chapter 15, verse 13, the word of God there says, You in your loving kindness and goodness have led your people whom you have redeemed. Your strength, you have guided them with care to your holy habitation. If you look just a few verses after that in, in verse 17, he says, you will bring them into the land of your promise and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance. We see the words there lead, we see the words there guide, and we see the word there bring. He says he will bring us to his sanctuary, but it's if we look at the understanding of the word lead, in the Hebrew, it's something like nachar, for lead. But it means, like, it means, in fact, I was praying this morning, and I asked the Lord, how should I describe it? And he said, it's like a makeover. Amen? I was praying, it's like a makeover. The actual word is like, it's almost like transporting. But it's, it's like straightening. It's like governing. You know when you see those things on on. YouTube or wherever about someone being taken off the street they cut his hair they give him a beard not as, not as good as mine but good enough you know and it's like you're straightening it's now governing that is the word lead then God begins to guide another interesting Hebrew word there Nahal it means to sparkle it means to protect to sustain. Then we come to the word bring, simple word called bow. It talks about come in, come in. So we have three things that we have lead, we have guide, and we have come in. 
This is the process. God with his hand. And not just his hand, because you must understand that if you see my hand, you're close enough to see me. If you see my outstretched arm, you're close enough to be in my presence. If you see my right hand, I'm looking at you. Amen. This is how God leads us, guides us, and bring us, brings us. What is significant in the last of them in the bow is that he says he brings you into his sanctuary. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 8, he says, let me make, let them make a sanctuary. He was talking about the time when God was giving instructions for them to build a, temp, uh, a tabernacle or the temple. That is the sanctuary that he's talking about bringing you into. Amen. He says, and let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show you. That is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the, its furnishings just so you shall make it. The tabernacle itself had another three things in there. The tabernacle had the outer court. The tabernacle had the inner court. And the tabernacle had the holy of holies. This is the sanctuary that God wants to bring us into but through a process of leading, guiding and bringing. You know the word of God also says in our times, that was the Old Testament, but in our times, in our today, that you, don't you know that your own bodies are the temple? That your own bodies are the temple of God. Amen? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. And I must say that we will go through this very, as quickly as the Spirit of God leads, because there isn't going to be a, a crossover service for us this year. So we'll use the time afterwards to have our very own crossover service for our 2020 in Jesus' name. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, the word of God speaks about there being a yesterday, a today, and forevermore. You will remember that Pastor Richard and Pastor Julian and Pastor Sarah spoke about Emmanuel, about wonderful and also spoke, gave us a, a, a little peek into the minds of the writers of the Vicar of Dibley when um, Dunstable, supposedly Jesus was born in Dunstable. That is our today. We've spoken about how he has led, guided, and brought into the sanctuary in the Old Testament. We know of our today because the Bible says that you your own bodies are the temple of God. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, God, there's a description of our makeup as body, soul, and spirit. Can you say that with me? Body, soul, and spirit. There's another three. Now the reason I mention this is because obviously we're going to be pointing to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that our own bodies are the temple of God. Because in these three things, it's like the, like the Father is the architect. You remember we read the scripture about how you should build it after the pattern of the things that I show you. The Father is the architect. Then we have the Lord Christ Yeshua, 
who cried out, it is, it is, because he executed it. And then the Holy Spirit, this is his dispensation. Christ Jesus says that, you know, I'm not going to leave you, but I'm going to send the Spirit. I will ask the Father to send the Lord Holy Spirit. I will ask the Father to send the Lord Holy Spirit, who will teach you all things, bring all things, all truth to what? Remembrance. Amen. The Father, the architect, the Lord Jesus, the executor, and the Lord Holy Spirit in this dispensation, the perfecter. David was a man of war, but David still needed the power of the Holy Spirit to operate. In fact, the work of the Holy Spirit is like this. When David needed a weapon, he went to the river. And you see, the water had in it, the stream had in it stones that were smoothed. But they didn't start out that way. The work of the Holy Spirit in perfecting took off all the rough edges of that stone to make that stone a weapon worthy of use to slay Goliaths in your lives. The same word of God describes the Holy Spirit as the oil of God. And that oil of God is what you would use to sharpen your blade against the stone of Israel. Amen. Leading, guiding, and bringing is the business, God's business of making the crooked path straight. Leading, guiding, and bringing is God's way of making every crooked path straight. You know, we go from victory to victory. So yes, there's a master plan. Yes, when we are born, we go through the process of living, and then by grace, we move on to paradise. That is the sanctuary in its finality. But in between that time, there's a 2019, there's a 2020, there's a 2021. So we move from victory, from victory to victory by the process of God leading us, by the process of God transporting us, straightening us, governing us, by the process of, of God guiding us, by the process of, process of God making us shoot forward, by the process of God gently bring, telling us to come in. This is the time when you get to that sanctuary, that's the time that you too say that the shout of the king is among them. This is the time when you as a babe in Christ move from being a babe in Christ, just like Christ growing in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God. That is the time when you begin to shout, no longer a lamb, but like the lion of Judah. No longer a lamb, but like the lion of Judah, you begin to roar when he says, come in. Amen. We know that God is described as the shepherd. We know that in Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, he he's described as the lion of Judah. But you see, there's a problem, a little bit of an issue in when we try to distinguish because there's one that goes around like a roaring lion. There is one who is a deceiver. He's not a lion. The Bible says he is like a roaring lion. 
but he's not a lion. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a thief. His only purpose is to kill, to steal and destroy. In fact, he's the father of those who go around in wool, like wolves in sheep's clothing. He is a deceiver. But thank God that he inhabits the praises of his people. Because then, when he begins to lead us by the power of the Holy Spirit, guide us by the power of the Holy Spirit, bring us, telling us to come in, we will roar. We will roar in the name of Jesus. You know, this is why the Word of God tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Because of the communion, with the communion of the Holy Spirit, this is how we can tell what is deception and what is truth. That leads me on to another three. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible talks about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, number one. The love of God, number two. And the communion of the Holy Spirit, number three. So in our being led, in our being guided, in God bringing us by the power of the Holy Spirit, there is a grace of our Lord Christ Jesus. There is a love of God and there is the communion of the Holy Spirit. There's an interesting Greek word there called kanunia. Can you say that with me? Kanunia. Kanunia. I've been told to speak up. You know, naturally I have a soft voice because I'm cool like that. Oh, seriously, I'm cool like the breeze. Amen? My wife will tell you. I'm going to get it in the neck now, but can you say that with me? Kanunia. Now, the kanunia translated in English simply says communion, but it's more than communion. It is fellowship. It is partnership. And it is unity. We need to recognize who the Lord Holy Spirit is. We need to recognize him as a separate, but in union with God the Father, God the architect the Father, God Yeshua, Isa, Yesu, however, whatever faith you attach to his name, that name at the mention, whether it's Isa, Yesu, Yeshua, Jesus, every knee will bow. He's the executor and the spirit who is the perfecter. The one that would, the oil that sharpens that blade. In fact, I was praying and I've been looking at Isaiah 11, chapter 1, chapter 2, where he talks about the seven spirits of God. I was confused. I didn't understand why he would pair certain, certain of them up. But the beginning says the spirit of the Lord and then the spirit of wisdom and understanding and then the spirit of counsel and might and then the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord another three but the beginning says the spirit of the Lord and I asked the Lord and he said he just dropped he said that is oil you know you, you can't light any lamp without first having oil but the oil that he speaks of he also tells us that you need extra oil Jesus said, you need extra oil because he gave us the parable of five, uh, ten virgins, five of them wise and five of them were not so wise. Amen? But they needed extra oil. And if you move to Revelation, he speaks of some golden pipes, 
So there is golden oil. So there is oil, extra oil and golden oil. You need oil to light your lamp, to have wisdom, to have understanding, to light your lamp, to have, praise God, praise God, praise God. I need to calm down, I think. <laughs> you need oil to light your lamp for wisdom, understanding, counsel and might, and also for knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Canunia. Can you say that again with me? Canunia. Anytime we move for God to lead us, to guide us, and to bring us, it is this canunia, this fellowship. It is this partnership. It is this unity that we need to walk in. This is his time to bring us to us into remembrance of all truth. This is his time for us to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Word of God says that to be a son of God, you need to walk in, walk in the Spirit. Amen. Not walk after the flesh, but walk in the Spirit. In fact, Christ Jesus conquered the flesh. And we're no under the law of sin and death because we are under the law of life in the, pardon? Life in the spirit. Amen. I'm almost finished, in fact. The only thing for, left for us to do, really, is to roar. The only thing left for us to do is, is to roar. Roar is an acronym. It means to recognize Authorized is recognition of authorized restoration. That's what it is. Recognition of authorized restoration. Can we say that? Recognition of authorized restoration. Restoration to what? To kings and priests. Moving from being a lamb to a lion. To recognize your position of authorised restoration. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.